Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. All people need to hear the good news and the bad news. See, you've just heard the good news and the bad news. Now, for some of you, it's old hat. It's always good to review it, though, because we don't think too much about the end. See, all we think about is like tomorrow, what I'm going to do, you know, and that's good. We plan. I'm a planner. I'm a goal setter. I do all those things. But guys, this place is not our home. We're going to be out of here shortly. doesn't matter how long they can make man live. Making a commitment for Jesus means a lot of change has to take place in a person's life, which is why so many put it off. They see the truth, but are devoted more to themselves and the way they want to live. Some believe there's a heaven and a hell, so they want to wait until the last possible moment and then repent. The problem with that is no one really knows exactly when their last moment will be. And as we'll see today, thinking you'll ride out the tribulation when it comes is really an overestimation of your strength. With every day that passes, you should grow more concerned with your eternal destiny because it is forever. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 1, with our continuing study entitled, How Jesus' Birth Changed Everything. relatives that have already gone to heaven, or maybe you'll die and I'll die before the rapture, we go to heaven. And when Jesus comes back for the people that are alive, what happens is the body or the ashes of those people who they are already in heaven, they're joined with them and they get their new body too. So we'll all be together in heaven. Now the reason they go first, the Bible says they go first and then we go, is because they're six foot under and they just take a little more longer to go. And then we get up, Okay. So we're going to be together with the Lord. So all believers, all believers are going to be there before the wrath of God comes on the earth. Now, I want to answer a question for you so you'll understand this in a moment. Look at me. You might say, well, Pastor Mark, I think I'm experiencing the wrath of God right now. Do you understand the last year that I had? It was horrible. We had a relative die. I got breast cancer. We lost our house. We don't have a job. I mean, if that isn't the wrath of God, what is it? I'm already experiencing it. No, 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 you need to understand. You're not experiencing the wrath of God now. We're experiencing the wrath of Satan right now. Remember, Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. It's going to be all kinds of stuff happen. So the bad things that we experience, if we're not sinning, the bad things that we experience is because we live in a world that's ruled by Satan. His goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. So we're not experiencing God's wrath. Even though it was a tough year, it's nothing like God's wrath. Now, let me make a caveat. If you sin, you will experience a little bit of God's punishment, not his wrath. Any of you this year did something you knew was absolutely wrong, and God took you to the little shack out back and gave you a little spiritual spanking on the behind. Anybody? Anybody? Those who didn't raise your hand, you're lying right now, and you're going to get it right after this service. 
We've all been to the woodshed, haven't we? Now, when we go, it's because he's a good heavenly father. Just like when you're kids, don't go on the street again. Why? Because you don't want him to die. So God does it. It's not God's wrath. So I want you to write this statement this morning so you'll understand that as a Christ follower, Christ followers will not experience God's wrath. That's worth more than one amen somewhere. Is that right? That's right. We will not experience God's wrath. Now, when we're gone, what will this world look like? The world we're living in, what will it look like? Let me read to you, Revelation 6, 17. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who is able to survive? Matthew 24. For there will be greater anguish than any time since the world began, and it will never be so great again. Look at me. During these seven years, it's going to be an amazing time when hell breaks loose. Right now, we're approaching, we will shortly, 7 billion people alive on the earth. The Bible says, if God didn't supernaturally end at seven years, if he just left it go on, there would be no human people left on the earth. By the way, during those seven years, about more than half of the world's population will be killed because of the wrath of God. Now, I want you to think about that. So we begin with Jesus making a statement of how bad it's going to be. Look how bad it's going to be. Immediately after the anguish of those days, those seven years, I'll talk about the seven years in a moment, he's going to talk about his second coming. What's it going to be like? Right after the seven years, the sun will be darkened. This is not the sci-fi channel. This is real. The moon will give no light. The stars will fall from the sky. And the powers in heaven will be shaken. We know during the seven-year period, there's going to be 100-pound hail that comes to the earth. 100-pound hail. So what does Jesus say? And then, at last... The sign that the Son of Man is coming, his second coming, will appear in the heavens. And there'll be deep mourning among the peoples of the earth. Why? Because they know it's about to be the end. It's not a movie. This is going to be their end. They will be separated from a holy God forever in a place called hell. Eventually to turn into the lake of fire. And he goes on and he says this, there will be deep mourning among the peoples of earth and they will see the son of man, Jesus, coming on the clouds of heaven with power, very different than his first coming and great glory and great glory. So here we are in the church age. Anybody can come to salvation. At some point in time, the rapture comes and we're all gone in the twinkling of an eye. Gone, boom, out of here. The next thing that begins is the seven year tribulation. That's when God's wrath will come on this earth. Why? Because God must punish sin. He has to. And you'll see why we're exempt. All Christians immediately go to the rapture. Now, the people that are left here for these seven years 
are going to experience great tribulation. During that period of time, seven years, there is a man who rises up. Satan's in control of him. His name is the Antichrist. Anybody hear the Antichrist? You heard the Antichrist. You heard of Apocalypse. And what you're going to see is he rises up and he starts putting the mark of the beast. Any of you heard these numbers? 666. Anybody heard these numbers? 666? Okay. I was in Sam's on Friday. And I got my items, and she rang, she gave me a bill. She says, it's 666. I says, take an item off. I don't want one of those items. And she says, huh? And she looked, ah! She said, I don't even know if she's a believer or not, but she knew what 666 was. And let me explain to you what that means. This man called the Antichrist is going to be ruled by Satan. And he will bring the world together. And the Jewish people are going to be confused. And he's going to allow, amazingly, a Jewish temple to be rebuilt in Jerusalem on the Temple Mount where there's already a mosque. Now, can you today in your right mind see Jewish people and Muslim people coming together? I mean, maybe a little peace, but never will last. But this is going to happen. How is it going to happen? The Antichrist. And then you see right in the middle, right in the middle of the tribulation, The last three and a half years is called the Great Tribulation. This is where really all hell breaks loose because the Antichrist comes in and proclaims to be God in the holies of holy. The Jewish eyes are open. Whoa, we've been fooled again. And they run for the mountains because they know that the Antichrist will kill every Jew possible. Plus, during this seven years, you say, is there any of God's grace? Yes, there is. Many people will get saved during that seven years. You know who will get saved? It could be, if the rapture occurs soon, maybe some of you will get saved. Because, see, we'll be gone, and you've refused to give your life to God. But when you see, let's say, a fourth of the world, or a third of the world, or 20% of the world, I don't know how many believers there are, only God knows. When they're gone, and it's going to be headlines everywhere, you know, One billion people missing in an instant. You will run the church. You will try to get this DVD. And you're going to try to figure out what that guy said happened. How do I save myself? Here's what's going to happen during that time. By the way, when the Jews are confused and finally realize that they're wrong in the middle of that tribulation period, watch me, many of them come to Christ. Because there's going to be angels. God's going to send angels throughout the world. Remember, we're gone. He's going to send angels to proclaim the gospel message. And we know that 144,000 Jews become believers. And they become 144,000 Billy Grahams. And they go everywhere sharing the gospel. But here's the issue. If you don't take the mark of the beast on your hand, or on your forehead... And people, we never could figure how that would work. You can't buy or sell. It's not a problem today. Try to do it without a credit card. If We're headed to a cashless society. You know that, don't you? Big Brother knows everything we do. And so what's going to happen? If you become a Christian during that time, praise God. Good job. But you'll probably be killed. In fact, most believers during that seven-year period will be beheaded for Jesus Christ. So I want to say this to you right now so you'll understand why I'm passionate when I ask you not to be ashamed to admit you need Jesus Christ. At the end of the service and every service, we always ask our people, either raise your hand or come down front, or if you do either one of those, at the end, or stand in your seat and pray the sinner's prayer. At the end, come up here 
shake my hand and say, Pastor Mark or Pastor Dean or the other pastors, I accepted Jesus Christ. But we have people do this. Stand. I'm not going to stand. Why would I come up there? Let me say this to you very kindly. If you can't stand publicly for Jesus Christ here, you'll never stand for Jesus Christ during the tribulation. With the man there saying, are you saying to me that you will not take the mark of the beast? No, I've accepted Jesus Christ. You can't stand now? You better stand now. Because you definitely won't stand then. Now at the end of this seven years, you see the next little picture. See the army coming with Jesus? That's the second coming. Who's in the army? If you're a Christian, raise your hand this morning. You're in the army. And we're coming back to Jerusalem. You're going to be in Israel. And Jesus, for the next thousand years, sets up a millennium, a a peaceful time on the earth. It's going to be amazing, an amazing time. The earth is going to be green again. It's going to be good. There's not going to be, the pollution is going to be great. At the end of the millennium, it takes a heartbeat. Satan is released. By the way, he's bound for a thousand years. He's released. And with just the word of Jesus' mouth, he's destroyed. And then everybody that is in hell... Uh, is put into the lake of fire with the, the demons and Satan. And we get a brand new heaven and a brand new earth. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. Now, you say, Pastor Mark, nice history lesson. I like it. Cool to see why Jesus didn't talk about it, because it's a time of grace. But what in the world does any of this have to do with me? Everything. Everything. And that's why you and I need to understand what the scripture says. I want you to write this statement down, then we're going to turn to the book of Ephesians. All people need to hear the good news and the bad news. See, you've just heard the good news and the bad news. Now, for some of you, it's old hat. It's always good to review it, though. Because we don't think too much about the end. See, all we think about is like tomorrow, what I'm going to do, you know, and that's good. We plan. I'm a planner. I'm a goal setter. I do all those things. But guys, this place is not our home. We're going to be out of here shortly. doesn't matter how long they can make man live. You can make live to 150 years. Fantastic if you want to live that long. But at 151, you're dead. You're gone. So we need to think about heaven in eternity. So we've just given you the good news and the bad news. Now turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, you'll see where that is right here in a moment. And I want to explain to you the bad news and then explain to you the good news. And then you will realize what we have to do with this. Personally, we need to accept the good news and then we need to share the bad news and the good news. In Ephesians chapter 2, we begin in verse 1. Paul talking about all people, and eventually it changes. So just put yourself in this verse. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. That means spiritually dead, separated from God, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. Notice what we talked about, the kingdom of the air. There's only two kingdoms today, kingdom of God, kingdom of Satan. Everybody's born in the kingdom of Satan. And so it says, you remember, this is before you became a Christian, you were in the kingdom of Satan. Now, most unbelievers, if you'd say to them, are are you following Satan? 
Are you kidding me? I don't like Satan. No, I'm not. They're following Satan. They're just deceived. They don't know. So you're either in the kingdom of God or in the kingdom of Satan. So we all started there. And look what it says. Just like we read in Romans. Look at the end of verse 2. The ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. I'm not following God. I'm doing my own deal. I could care less about God. I'm suppressing the truth. Same principle. Look at verse 3. All of us also lived among them at one time. In other words, every single one of us have been there. There's not an exception. Gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Now look at the last sentence. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. We were under God's wrath because we were sinners and we lived a life of sin and could not please God. We were under his wrath. So what is the bad news? You and I should be able to explain the bad news to anybody. In simple terms, all people were born under the wrath of God. That's what we just read. Now, the wages of sin is death. Not talking about physical death. Talking about spiritual death. Separated from God forever. Here's a holy God. Here's man. Sinful man. Sin always separates. The first thing that happened in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned, out of the garden. Away from the presence of God. What is ultimately hell? Number three, there really is a hell. What is hell? Hell is simply separated from God forever. We don't even know what that means. I'm not talking about for a week. I'm talking about forever. And here's a statement that's very confusing in our world today, but it's been clarified more. Notice the last one. This is the bad news. There are no chances to change our destiny after we die. Some of you are raised in a certain denomination or religion that believed in this holding tank that you could go to and somebody could pray you out of there, give enough money, do whatever, pray you. That's 100% false. We have many world religions today that say this. Well, I'm going to come back again and again and again until I finally enlightened Buddhist and I'll go to heaven. Wrong. 100% wrong. Here's what the Bible says. There's a point unto man once to die and after death, the judgment. Period. No exception. So if you refuse to accept Jesus Christ today, while you're breathing, you have no chance ever of going to heaven. Zero chance. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm going to wait till I hear that sound for the rapture, and then I'm going to go. When I hear that trumpet, I'm gone. Well, here's how it's going to work. Beep, bonks. <laughs> let, me, let me hear you say, let me hear you say, Father, forgive me. Go ahead. Father, forgive me. All right, now, watch me. Get ready to say it. Here we go. On the count of three, you say it. One, two, three. <laughs> Didn't hear the last four words you said. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. That's why I have a passion. Because one day, for you, it'll be too late. We're in the time of grace. This is not a joke. This is a great time to serve God. But this is truth. That is the bad news. Now, as a pastor, I have good news. Hallelujah. If you ever go to the doctor and he gives you bad news, 
But at the end, he says, there's good news. You're waiting to hear it, baby. Here's the good news. Look at verse 4. What's verse 4 begin with? But. In other words, there's a change. You were under God's wrath, but there's a change. What's it say? Because of his great love for us. Circle the word. Circle the word in your Bible. God. It isn't anything you did. It's God. Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy. We didn't deserve it. We didn't earn it. Made us, circle the word, alive. We go from dead to alive. Why? Because the other word you circled, God. He made us alive with Christ. You can't remove Christ. Even when you were dead in transgressions, it is by grace that you have been saved. You know these last two verses. For it's by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not by works, so anyone could boast. You can't get there by being good enough. Impossible. So what is the good news? Number one, anyone can receive the gift of salvation. You see, it's a gift. Anyone. You haven't been too bad. You can't be too good. Impossible. Too young, too old, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you've done, where you're at. You can begin again. Well, how can I do that, Pastor Mark? If, if the wrath of God was on me, how does it get off me? Number two, here's the good news. Jesus took God's wrath on him. You see, on the cross, Jesus took on him your sins, my sins, the sins of the whole world, and he suffered the wrath of God for us. The Bible simply says this, he who knew no sin actually became sin for us. And you remember, there was a time on the cross when Jesus said, Father, why have you abandoned me? Because God could not look on Jesus at that moment because your sin my sin, the wrath of God was on him. And what happens with the wrath of God? What is the wages of sin? Death. Jesus willingly gave up his spirit. So that wrath that was on me was transferred to Jesus. That's the good news. Number three, God's salvation removes God's wrath. You can't remove it. I can't remove it. God's already removed it. So when I accept Jesus Christ, what do I get? I get eternal life. Not, not, I'm going to live forever here. I'm going to live forever with God in heaven, in that new heavens and the new earth. So here's what I want you to write real quickly. It's very interesting, just a simple two sentences that you should write somewhere in your Bible because it'll help you always be able to talk about this. Sin. What do I get with sin? I get God's judgment, I get God's wrath, and eventually I get spiritual death. I'm going to be separated from God forever. That's what sin brings in my life. It, initially God's judgment, then his wrath, and of course that justice has to be paid for, and eventually I'm simply separated from God because I was never able to get rid of that wrath of God because he's a just holy God. So that's, that's the bad news. That's the bad news. But what's the good news in one sentence? Here it is. Sin plus Jesus. Not religion. Not a member of a church. Not that you came to church. Not that you took communion. Not that you took mass. Not that you were water baptized. But a relationship with Jesus. The bad news for everyone on earth is that we were all born under the wrath of God. As we just heard, there are consequences for being born sinful, which lead to death. 
Pastor Mark reminded us that although some denominations believe there is a chance to change your destiny after we die, that is a lie. But we also heard the good news, which is that anyone can receive the gift of salvation due to Jesus' sacrifice. Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series the next time you join us. For those of you that like to have CD archives of Bible teachings, we'd like to offer you a CD of Pastor Mark's message from today. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5. This is only to cover the materials and shipping it takes for you to receive your CD. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option. Now, here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is MB445. and The title of this message is How Jesus' Birth Changed Everything. Again, today's message number for ordering purposes is MB445. And the title of this message is How Jesus' Birth Changed Everything. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time here on Lessons for Living as we'll take a closer look at the good news through the words of Paul. Pastor Mark will seek to persuade us to consider just how limited our time is and help us to understand that every person will face judgment. Because of that, you'll need to make a decision for Jesus and to be motivated to be the hands and mouth and feet of the Savior. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from our series entitled, How Jesus' Birth Changed Everything. That's next time on Lessons for Living.